you're about to enter the world of strawberry ice and the ice cave. Let's go. You know, league, the league rule was you're not really supposed Probably to take do. him out of that conversation. In that he started from absolute trash. I would draft Aziz Ojolari or a, any. Uh, nobody's doing seven step drops in playing, right you know, playing tackle for him. So right. It's almost 22 years old. Devonta Smith, same thing. You, you just can't. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. Thought that in 2010 that he should be in the Hall of Fame, and they put him in after he is gone. So that's why to fill the stadium. I, yeah, I, I remember you guys saying that. It's crazy. So I see that he's taken uh, the non. But overall, that that line wasn't better. No, um, I, you know they. Still... You know he's talking to the refs and, and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to get those calls." He's, he's coming. He, he, what, he's oh, yeah. coming. And he's going to be in section 158 with me. So we're. These guys have learned basically since they've been in the major leagues. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Jackpot Joey Burrow and those Cincinnati Bengals. All right, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,308 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching me on Facebook or Twitter, do me a favor. Go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Hit the bell for the notifications so when I go live, you'll be notified. Also, we're doing something different today. Exclusively on Facebook, I am live streaming on Day Nation. So, hello to everybody on Day Nation. What's going on? And if you guys have not subscribed to my channel, please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Subscribe. Hit the bell for notification. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, exclusively in the YouTube channel, uh, we have the Super Chats which is just a way to support my channel, support what I'm doing. So if you guys don't mind and want to go uh, like what I'm doing, would like to support my channel, give me a super chat. I'll pop it up as fast as I can. Now, I am in coming to you live from the Ice Cave here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. And the Ice Cave is sponsored by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertyllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you are out there and you would like to sponsor my show or the Ice Cave, hit me up at uh, strawberryice.com uh, or uh, on Facebook or Twitter or Jeff Turnable. And you can hit me up and I will gladly let you sponsor the show. Now let's get to the Jackpot Joey stuff, which is really cool. If you guys have not uh, bought any of the Jackpot Joey Burrow stuff, I highly recommend it because the proceeds of that, portions of the proceeds of that go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. And Matty Myers got in the Joe Burrow Mobile. That's what I call it. I don't know if that's what he calls it, but that's the Joe Burrow Mobile. So if you see this, that's Matty's car. And he headed on up to Athens and made a donation again today with these lovely ladies for $250. And that brings the grand total right now up to $500. So if you guys uh, like the Jackpot Joey Burrow stuff, he's got hats, he's got towels, he's, he's got flags. And if you're interested in buying any of it, and like I said, portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation, you can uh, go to the website uh, www.jackpotjoey9.com and you can order your Joe Burrow stuff. So that is... Really cool news. Now, today, I normally go to the bridge and watch the uh, Bengals with the practices and everything. You know, I do a hashtag Bengals Bridge Crew. 
Well, I went there today and I'm standing outside practice waiting for them to walk out. The gates are still closed, which I get there early sometimes. So it's not that big of a deal. And I'm sitting around. It's about two o'clock and they usually walk out by now. I'm going, are they not practicing today? Finally, somebody drove by in a golf cart. I said, hey, are they not practicing today? He goes, no, they practiced earlier today. I'm like, oh, crap. So I don't have any videos from the bridge today, but I do have some clips from Bengals.com from uh, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow and their press conference today. And first one I want to play is uh, Zach Taylor. And he was basically talking about today's practice and how it's a version of what their Friday practices are going to be like since obviously they're playing Friday nights. Uh, so that's kind of what the rundown was and also of who's in and who's out uh, for the game Friday night. Again, this is from Bengals.com. I'm not anticipating. I am for Larry Ogunjobi. Larry will play. The guys right now that will not play um, would be on defense. Eli Apple, Ricardo Allen, Donnie Lewis, as they continue to come back from those hamstrings. Optimistic. They're starting to get more work in, so optimistic for next week. Um, Khalid Kareem and Joseph Asai would be the two D linemen that would be out. And then on offense, uh, Travion Williams continues to go with the hamstrings. So we'll leave him here, let him rehab, so that we can maybe get him going next week. And then... Um, uh, Deontay Smith would be the other one that we're just kind of waiting to see mode. Uh, I'm going to hold Trey Hopkins out just like Burrow, just just because both those guys coming off those surgeries, we're going to give them another at least another week. That doesn't really affect his playing time in the preseason. Um, again, with with guys like him, we're just week one. We want to get to that track. But I thought that he's had a really good week this week, really good week last week too. Um, so certainly, I, I feel like offensively, um, starting with quarterback position, training in the right direction with where we want to go. You know, that's it, part of training camp. You know, those first couple of weeks, um, it, it, they didn't go as unplanned. You know, you put a lot of things in, and, and you're working through a lot of different stuff. And um, really feel like this last week and a half, last two weeks, these guys have taken the next step, and we're starting to find a rhythm there. Yeah, he'll make the trip. So the last question is, I uh, was asking if uh, Trey Hopkins and Joe Burrow will make the trip, and the answer was yes, they will make the trip. I think it's uh, really good news that the offense is trending in the right direction, and uh, it's about time <laughs> because I know we're, for the first couple of weeks, Bengals fans kind of freaking out like, oh, my goodness, Joe Burrow, we ruined him. We did this and all that, and I kept saying, just relax. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll get there. It's it's going to be it's gonna be fine. But more stuff from uh, Zach Um he said, uh, I'll talk about the starters for the preseason game and how long they'll play. He said at the most, they'll play the first quarter. I'd be surprised if they play past the second series, if everything goes good on the uh, second series. I could see them pulling, seeing Zach pulling them out. Also, uh, DeAndre Smith uh, was not, or excuse me, Deontay Smith uh, did not uh, participate in practice this morning. He suffered from a little bit of dehydration uh, that happened like last late last night. Zach said uh, he didn't rule him out for Friday's game, so there's a chance that De uh, DeAndre could play Friday night. I wouldn't push it myself. It's you know preseason game. He's done pretty well, so that's the news on Deontay Smith. And then, like I said, Zach said that Burrow has had a really good week of practice. The offense has looked really well, and. You know, Burrow pretty much came out and said, I'm back to my old self. Again, here's some more stuff from Bengals.com. Yeah, back to my old self. Feel great. Super comfortable back there. We're, we're getting it rolling. Still got a ways to go before the first game. Still got to get better every day, but happy with where I'm at. 
And that's awesome. I mean, he's happy where he's at. He's starting to get over the mental hurdles of, you know, the injury and stuff like that. And um, he just wants to get out there and play. Um, and I think Jeff, Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com asked this, like, you know, how many practices or whatever did it take you to get to where you're at now, you know, to the comfort, comfort, comfortability that you have in the pocket where you feel like you're back to normal. And this is what Burrow had to say, again, from Bengals.com. Ten more practices. That's it, just getting more reps. Like I said before, you know, no one was panicked. I wasn't panicked. Just took more reps. Coming off a bad injury, haven't played for a while. Now, now we're back to normal ten practices later, so we're good to go. Good to go. Ten practices. He's ready to go. And that's and, and that's a typical Joe Burrow answer. I mean, I, that's what I, I, I love. One of the things I love about him is his calm, cool confidence. And it doesn't come across cocky. You know, it's just, yep, 10 practices. We're good to go. You know, I had to do a couple of different things, which we'll talk about in the next clip that I have um, to, to get him to where he's at now. And there, the question that we're all wondering, will Burrow play in the first, or excuse me, in preseason? Now, when this whole thing started back in minicamp, I said, there's no freaking way he's going to play in preseason. And then I saw him in minicamp running around like there was nothing wrong with his knee. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he might, you know, and as uh, things are coming to fruition with the offensive line, it looks more and more like, I think he's going to play at least the first series against Miami in the jungle. And I will be there in section 158. It's going to be awesome. But here's Joe talking about um, possibly playing. And is he doing some lobbying? You know, I always want to go out there and compete. Um, but I don't get paid to make those decisions. That's uh, ownership and Zach, and you know I trust those guys to to make the right decisions for for us and our for our team. And um, you know we'll see you about the next week. You talk quarterbacks across the league. Some teams play their quarterbacks, some teams don't. How, how do players and quarterbacks feel themselves about the possibility? You know, nobody really wants to play in preseason until you get on the sideline and see everyone else playing, and then you kind of want to go out there and compete. I think that's kind of the the consensus among the league. And then, you know, it is what it is. You know, I think it would help. However many plays I would get, I think it would help. But, you know, we had the same thing last year. We didn't have any preseason. We went out there and, you know, we didn't play great game one, but we went out and executed. So we have, we have that experience, which I think will help me if I don't get out there. <laughs> I've been lobbying. Okay. I've been lobbying. Um, just saying what plays I might like against Miami. Um, third downs, first first couple plays. I don't know. Just just throw some plays out there. Put it in their head. Just throw some plays out there and put it in their head. I I, I love it. You see the him with his nice new bright pearly white teeth. You know, I, I've been putting some some stuff out there. You know what kind of plays I want to I want to. Uh, participate in, you know, what I would do in this situation and stuff. So, like I said, I think there's a good chance that he is going to play at least the first series uh, in the preseason. But we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Now, we got Friday night, we got the Bengals' second preseason game. Saturday night, if you guys, which is already closed up, but Orange Arrow uh, has his fantasy league draft Saturday night. 
It's going to be a lot of fun. This is the second annual charity fantasy football league by the Orange Arrow draft party. So even if you're not in the the league, come down, have a couple beers, have some fun with us. It's going to be a good time. Arrow is going to be going live on his channel. So if you guys are subscribed to my channel, go subscribe to Orange Arrow. He's on every Wednesday night, I think. And he does the fantasy league uh, show. And we'll be talking about the league that we're all in, the, the league that I plan on dominating and winning, which I'm completely kidding. That's tongue in cheek. But uh, he's going to be going live on there uh, from Kitty Sports Bar. Like I said, it's this Saturday at 4 o'clock. And it's at West 3rd Street downtown. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I can't wait till this weekend. Watch the Bengals beat up on the football team. Go watch. Go hang out with the. Uh, Arrow and everybody who's going to be there and drink some beers and have some fun. It's going to be a blast. All right. So that brings me to, like I said earlier, I am exclusively uh, live streaming directly to Who Day Nation. So if you're on Who Day Nation, you got to bring the man who started Who Day Nation. He's none other than Josh Lyles. Josh, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, Jeff? Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Thanks for joining. I am excited about what I heard from Joe Burrow and Zach. And I'm just, I mean, dude, I'm ready for the season. I don't know. I don't know about how, how, how about you? Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, honestly, the whole off season, um, everything they've been saying and, and doing in the course of like him recovering from this injury has um, kind of gone along the same tracks of what they've been saying. Um, you know, like he's going to be ready by week one. We haven't had these like, uh, in the first week of the preseason where they were like, well, maybe he won't, you know, maybe it's week two or three. Um, it's, it seems like it's as close to a sure thing as you can make it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, I mean, they pretty much, I mean, Joe Burrow pretty much announced that at minicamp that, you know, Hey, I'm going to be ready game one, <laughs> you know? Huh. And, and I, I, I kind of, I said that from the get go, because if you guys remember, I compared it to Carson Palmer's injury, because basically the same injury and Carson, was back and he played in the preseason and was back for game one and he got hurt in January. Right. He got so, hurt in the wild card game. So right, exactly. Not to bring up bad memories or anything. But you know, 15, 17 years later, how many years later is medicine's better. Joe Burrow's back at rating. I mean, I think he could have taken a snap in minicamp <laughs> and, and ran around and played. <laughs> yeah, I don't like I I'm I'm with the like I don't think he should play against Washington, but um I I think he will play a few drives against uh in the last preseason game. I think so too. The dude, the guy I cannot wait to see on defense is Larry Ogunjobi. He has been an absolute beast from what I've seen in practice. I cannot wait yeah. to see him in live action. As long as he can make sure that hamstring stays healthy. Yeah. Um he uh, was playing out of position in Cleveland, but he's really kind of going to fill that Geno role. Um, I'm excited for it, too. I think that D-line is going to be a lot nicer than people realize. Exactly. And I don't know if I said this or not, but there was no update on Joseph Osai. But from everything that I've read, I don't think it's broke. You know, I, I don't know if it's a bad bruise or anything. It sounds like uh, he should be good to go. Yeah, Probably with a brace or something. What's that? From what I've been seeing, it might be like some kind of chip fracture. Um, but they think that, like, at, at the, from what I've seen, is like um, he still could be ready by week one, but like maybe wearing a cast. Right, and I don't think it's gonna be like a big club on his hand. You know, it's just no, it'd just be like a soft cast, like right, like, exactly, like, so. like a puffy glove. Which is good because then he can actually like use his fingers and 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 help him. But I mean, I I was he was the guy that I was most impressed with 
um, on the preseason game Saturday. Him, Chris Evans. Yeah, and back Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, third third play of the game. I, yeah. that, that was that was awesome when I was sitting next to Mrs. Ice and I'm like, did you see that? Yeah, I've been talking to the trash. <laughs> it was cool. So, hey, just to let everybody know you're making comments on the the as uh, on Facebook. Um, please go to the YouTube channel Sports with Strawberry Ice and please subscribe because we got uh, lots of comments here. It says Facebook user. So uh, just go there and I'll, I can actually get to bring your comment up and use your name. But we have one here from Facebook user says this season is going to be fire. Can't wait. Who day? And then somebody agrees with you, Josh. So you're, you're doing something <laughs> right already. They agree with you. The anonymous people. They got to approve <laughs> the stream yard. Exactly. Approve the stream yard or just go to my channel. Give me a, yeah. give me a subscription on there. That'd be that'd be cool. <laughs> now another one, yeah. This one, um, I think they're talking about um, Ogajobi and Reader. And Reader only played, I I want to say like two or three snaps Saturday, mm-hmm. but he looks healthy. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see Reader and Ogunjobi right next to each other. And and I, I said this last year. I was excited to see um, Reader and Mike Daniels and G, uh, Gino Atkins. Well, we never got to see that rotate. And, and if you watch my show, I'm all about defensive rotations. Rotations yeah, got- on the outside, rotations on the inside. And we have a shot to have that this year, as long as they all stay healthy. Yeah, it, it, that's how you got to do it with the defensive lines now. It's like the modern way of football. Kind of like with running backs, typically you don't often like give your running back 30 carries anymore. It's like 15 and 12 to another guy or whatever, you know. Um, you got to rotate the D-line. Um, it, it only makes sense when you, you can, especially this year, uh, like you've talked about, um, we're, we're probably a good six, seven deep on the D-line on rotational guys that can play. Um, so yeah, and, and 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 if I'm I the, the other guy I'd like to see flash uh Friday night would be sample cam sample. Uh, he made some, I mean, he, he made some good plays, don't get me wrong, on Saturday. I think he's has every bit of ability as as, as Osai does. So I think he's got a chance to do the same thing, yeah. That Osai does. And and if we can get both those guys playing like that, we got two two uh losses right there, <laughs> you know, of, of what we lost. We might potentially add two guys, and Hendrickson, he's a freaking nut. <laughs> that dude, he he's full gas all the time. I heard and, Chris that he's like um, also a, a trash talker a little bit, which I kind of like. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: when he's walking out to practice, I don't even want to talk to him because <laughs> he just has that mean mug on his face, like, "Hey, how you doing?" He's like, and that's about all I get from him. But like <laughs> but he he's locked in and ready to go. Uh, Chris Chris has a uh, comment here in the chat. He said, I think that this is a top 10 defense this year. I'm not going to go there yet. I mean, because I've said if the defense is as good or better, like I think they're going to be better. I will stop calling Lou Armadillo, Lou Armadillo. If the defense is top 20, we could make the playoffs. Dude, if, if it is if it is a top 10, we can go pretty far in the playoffs. Yeah, it won't be top 10, but like if it's top yeah. 20, like we can make the playoffs with that kind of defense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we we it's going to be top twenty. I, I do. I will give you that. And I think the offense line is, and I, I want to explain this of, of why I feel differently about Michael Jordan compared to Bobby Hart last year. Because last year I kept going, ah, I don't know about Bobby Hart. You know, they're saying he's improving. Yada yada. I said last year, and you guys can go watch these. Watch it back last year. I think those are that wasn't when I was going live. That was all my uh, my videos. That Bobby Hart. 
I didn't. I, I said I hope the coaches are right, and I hope I'm wrong because uh, I didn't see anything of him getting any better, or I didn't really see anything of the offensive line getting better. Michael Jordan looked a lot better, and I know it's only you know one preseason game, and I and I you know tell everybody to take it with a grain of salt. But I thought he looked a lot better than he looked in any game last year because you did not hear his name called. So I'm okay, and everybody's on Jackson Carmen. And I think you got to pull back a minute. It's very difficult for him to go and make his NFL debut in a new position that he's never played before in the NFL. Jackson Carmen is working hard. Like Dan Horde said yesterday on my show, he's staying after practice with Frank Pollock and working hard. So just because Michael Jordan, which I think I think Michael Jordan's going to be our starting right guard, at least for game one. But is that doesn't – He's playing right guard? Uh, it might be left guard. I always get him confused. That's why you just say guard. He's going to be one of, our, one of our starting guards, to put it that way, Yeah. in game one. The, but that does not mean that Jackson Carmen won't eventually be the other starting guard. Or it could be Deontay Smith because he has really impressed a lot of people. Right, or, um, I mean, Deontay Smith, I don't think he's going to start right away. Um, and even, like you say, if Jackson Carmen doesn't start right away, it's not the end of the world. Um, linemen take time to develop. Um, I mean, maybe we get to a situation down the road where our starters are Michael Jordan and Jackson Carmen at both guards. Um, I've also seen things about how um, the, some of the reasons that Michael Jordan was playing late in the season last year was um, – he was one of the few guys that like listened to Jim Turner's instructions and a, a lot of the players like didn't agree with his teachings and instructions. And so that just like didn't get them on the field. Um, so he was out there doing these things that like seemed to be poor technique or poor blocking schemes. Um, so maybe it was making him look a little worse than he actually is uh, in reality. Yeah. I've read that before. He was literally doing exactly what Turner was telling him to do and it wasn't working. <laughs> so. Right. So, and that's the and I and and again, I'm not trying to say Frank Pollock is the greatest offensive line coach ever, but he is such a big upgrade from what we had last year. And I think it's showing. Just I mean, let's just look at Billy Price. I mean, he played center almost the whole. I think the whole first half. I yeah. thought he looked fine, to be honest. Not that Trey Hopkins. Not that he's going to challenge Trey Hopkins for the starting job, but I think he's made strides in, in that alone. Because I'll tell you, like I said, I was up on the bridge. Billy didn't look very good in the first part of, of training camp. He's looked a lot better here lately. So again, I think we're seeing the the the, the work that Frank Pollock is has put into these guys, and they're listening and they're all buying in. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised um, if uh, Price started week one or two just because of um, Hopkins' timelines a little further back than Joe's was when he injured himself. I think Hopkins got hurt week seventeen. Yeah. Um. So I could understand that, and also playing center and uh, on the line, you're, it's, it's a lot more of a weight bearing position. You know what I mean? So um, I, I would understand if he needed a little extra time and that's fine. Cause um, like people have talked about the uh, price played the best season of his career under Pollock. So maybe we'll get that for a few games. Right. Uh, exactly. I mean, I, I remember saying that last year when he got hurt, cause my like, man, it's week 17. That's gonna be a lot. And exactly what you said, it's weight bearing. You know, he's got to bend over, hike the ball, get up real quick. And so I wouldn't be surprised at that. I think Zach said in the clip that he's planning on, or he's trying to get Burrow and, and uh, Trey ready for game one. Doesn't mean that uh, Burrow's playing game one, but doesn't mean that, that Trey's going to, but uh, yeah, I'm not worried right now. If 
Billy Price is in there for a little while. Right. It, and, it's uh, looked good. And he might get a say he gets a three, four game stretch. That might he might make the realization this is a free or a contract year and realize this is the might be the last tape I get before I enter free agency and people are offering me contracts. Um, so you know how that can have that effect on guys trying to make extra money. He might go out there and play some of the best ball and, and uh, you know, at, le- at the least be serviceable at center. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's all we're asking in the offensive line is to be serviceable. I, I dude, to me, and I, I, I look at everything through orange colored sunglasses a little bit too much sometimes. I will admit that. But from what I've seen from the offensive line developing, I'm a little more optimistic about how they're looking compared to how they started. So yeah. I think we could have a fairly good offensive line this year. Now let's get to a comment here from Facebook user, which again, if you guys, you got to give uh, StreamYard the okay to let them use your name, or you can just go to YouTube and subscribe to my channel. Any comment there, your name will pop up. But the undrafted rookie Hodge, Hodge, for Marshall making a name for himself after game one. It's another one that stood out. I think he he was a high motor guy, and he was always around the ball, and he was like Osai. He didn't stop. You know, they chased the ball down, and that's awesome. And he's a linebacker, right? I'm pretty sure he is, to be honest. I don't know offhand, but I think he is. And he looks pretty big, though. I think he can probably be that because he, you know, was got getting in there on the pass rush. I think he can be that tweener edge guy as well. Um Maybe his versatility gives him a chance to make the team. Um, that, and, you know, he can play on special teams. Yeah, versatility is good. So that, that that's always a good thing to help you make the team, especially when you're undrafted. And somebody says, what's up, homie? <laughs> or the homie. I don't know. I don't know who that is. <laughs> These guys. You need to accept the stream yard. <laughs> All right. Nat, the natural says, the biggest mistake in Zach Tarot's era was bringing Jim, Taylor, Jim Turner excuse me, on board. I agree with that, and but he was also kind of stuck in the between a rock and a hard place because Pollock left. You know, Pollock want for some reason wanted to go to the Jets, so that was Pollock's decision to leave. And and everything with Zach coming in, he came. If everybody remembers, he came in so late, we couldn't he couldn't really do anything till after the Super Bowl. So I think he had like two weeks to get his staff together and everything before the combine even started. So I know that. I know that they're not going to say that was an issue, but that was an issue. I think it was. Yeah, I agree. That's that's a short time frame to put together staff, and you know, at that time, probably maybe Pollock just didn't want to be with a, a brand new head coach, and maybe they had this different philosophies or whatever. But um, it is what it is. We got him back now, so I'm excited about that. Oh, um, one thing I wanted to say with us talking about the offensive line, I think it's a pretty bad sign um, if our week one starters are not. Um, the final preseason game starters. Like we don't, you know what I mean? We don't know who our week one starters are by the end of the preseason. Uh, oh, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm sure they're going to have that. I would think they would have that figured out by that. Cause this whole preseason is different. Cause you only got three games yeah. instead of four. And they're actually going to have a, a whole, well, not a week off of practice, but a week off for a game before mm-hmm. the actual season starts. So, I mean, that is going to be an interesting thing because, you know, things can change in a week. You know, I mean, they could say, all right, you know, these guys are all starting, you know, on Sunday there at 4 o'clock versus the Dolphins, and then they have another week of practice, and who knows, maybe Jackson Carmen all of a sudden just – it just clicks, you know, and he's like, wow, yeah, maybe you just, we'll start him. So, I, know I agree with what you're saying, but the way the schedule set up, it could be different. 
Yeah, I agree. I I would I just would hope uh, myself personally that in the last preseason game, um, the offense that is starting on week one uh, gets like, you know, in total two to four drives together. You know, like right. And surely there's going to be guys that play more than that because in the last preseason game, some guys played um, that 20, 30 snaps, um, you know, guys that are going to be starters. Yeah, like Dan Hort said yesterday, is that going to be the dress rehearsal? Because usually, you know, the third game was the dress rehearsal and the, and the fourth game, nobody really played. Mm-hmm. So it's they're all trying to figure that figure that out now. Right. Now it, could got- be, it could be this week, but obviously you don't have guys like Joe and um, Hopkins that could play or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. A Facebook user here says, "How do you feel about Spain starting?" I actually like Spain. I'm a very, I'm a yeah. big fan of Spain. Spain. Yeah, I think he might end up starting by week one. Uh, I think he's sitting out against Washington, but he, he, I, I hear he's on track to be healthy soon. Yeah, I, yeah, he's he, he. I know he was well. He was out practicing yesterday. I'll tell you that because he was out there. I said, "What's up there, Mister Undrafted?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's been out. He was out there practicing yesterday. I don't know today because I didn't. Yeah. get a chance to see him and he it might was, just be like precautionary they don't think you know uh, he wasn't one of the guys that that zach said would not play so oh, okay maybe I'm so, probably yeah so i i think i think he most likely will be out there i think he's pretty much locked up that guard spot and that's the thing dude i mean everybody's freaking out about the offense line we're, we're we are really only worried about one spot we know when trey hopkins is healthy he's gonna be the center we know general williams is our left tackle we know riley reef is a right tackle and then uh, left tackle is going to be uh, Spain. So, or right, right tackle is going to be Spain. Sorry, so I always get that confused. So we're only worried about the, the left tackle situation. And I think that's a huge step up compared to, to last year, which uh, who knows who was going to play. Yeah. I think left tackle, left guard. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, there's a lot, a lot less question marks. Um, I think there would have been, a, a, I mean, we upgraded, but I think there would have been less question marks last year if we were a little healthier. Um that's the big thing this year. Uh, we can't have injuries hurt our line like it did last year. Exactly. Now, this is an interesting qu- question, uh, and this has to do with how good Patrick did in the uh, second half last year. But they said, can we make Patrick our goal line guy? Every team has one of those guys. Um, I don't know because we're they usually only have three running backs. I don't know if you keep a fourth one. You can keep a fourth. Um but the thing is that I don't agree with about that. I, li- I like Patrick and the way he runs and everything. But um, I think that, like, if you actually realize, like, how Mixon's put together, like, he's that guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Mixon's 6'1", 230. Like, <laughs> yeah. He, he can he can lower his shoulder just fine. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think uh, Mixon, like they said, is is going to be out there for, for most every snap. And somebody asked me, I think it was yesterday or day yeah, before, I don't remember. And, uh, with the goal line thing in mind as well, uh, P. Ryan is a very stout guy. He's like 5'10", probably mm-hmm. 200 pounds. Like. Exactly. So we, we got guys who, who can who can knock the ball in. I mean, I, and like I said, somebody asked me, I think it was yesterday, um, what my prediction was for, for Mixon. I think he's got a chance to have 2,000 all-purpose yards just from scrimmage. Yeah. Because I've seen them uh, break him out uh, wide, you know, for, for going as a wide receiver in some of these uh, play mm-hmm. pads play patterns they've had yeah and even dump offs over the middle because of uh how much coverage will be occupied with other other guys exactly jeff jeff Hude holmes says do you think trenton irvin trent irvin has a fighting chance to make the team what's your opinion josh um as much as i want to say yes i don't think so uh 
he would have to have an available opportunity to be one of our punter kick returners, and that's not uh, something that's up for grabs. Um, and the wide receiver room is just too deep. Well, I'll play this way. I thought he was almost a lock, but I always I want Darius Phillips to to punt return. That's who I want. Yeah, and Darius has been the number one guy out there. That's why. So, I was like it's right, like, so I, I agree with you. I, at first, I thought he was going to. Now, like I don't think I don't, he might not. Yeah, I think uh, if 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 you're saying that um, Mike uh, Mike Thomas, um, if he has a spot on the roster, then he can maybe beat him there and take that spot because Thomas might fumble himself out of the roster spot. Yeah, then that that's that's where I, that that's more of where I think the competition would come yeah. is that. That like, sixth wide receiver. Yeah, you know, all Tate's be we carried right? seven wide receivers as well, so that's not out of the question. Yeah, it, just, it all depends on on the special teams and if they can play and stuff like that. Right. And so it, it, there's still things to, to be ironed out, but I think that's good. that's good. That shows that we actually have talent. And uh, these guys, if they don't make it here, somebody's going to pick them up. Yeah. So then that's, again, I, I keep going back to when, when with the five straight playoffs. That's what happened every year. We cut guys and other teams would pick them up. That's a good sign, meaning we have an excess of talent, and we're getting to that point again. Right. It, it would look bad if you had to cut guys, and then like nobody's even sniffing on them. You know, like. Right. Exactly. Have a bad look. Exactly. All right. Jacob says, "I think T. Higgins is in store for a monster year." I agree with it because he's changed his body, and he, everybody keeps talking about Chase here being the the X. We got two X's, to be yeah. honest. I mean, I mean, I'm really yeah. curious uh, to see like. If there is one guy out of our receiver group that emerges, like statistically, or uh, or if it's more level, because like with especially with the added game, like I think it's very possible you could see all three of those guys get a thousand yards. Um, I think a thousand yard pace in the sixteen game season was something around sixty yards, so that means it's less than that in a seventeen game season, and uh, I think all those guys can get fifty five every week. You know, right. Either way, it's going to be fun to watch this this team. I, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. And I always want to preface this, too, to, to remind everybody, because everybody always thinks I'm crazy because I got the Bengals going 11-6. Um, and six, I think that's what I said. But you have to look at it this way. If Joe Burrow does not get injured last year, we're winning, I think, over half of those games the second half of the season. I really do because the uh, offense was starting to click. Yeah, and, and I, I – it really bothers me when outsiders like try and talk about how bad we were last year, because um, if you're a fan like you and I are, and a lot of people are watching those games, you realize uh, there were five games we lost by single dit, like less than a touchdown, um, and we had Joe Burrow for 10, 10 out of the sixteen games. Um, I just think like when you were literally um, what less than. 25 30 points away from a 500 record that doesn't make you that bad of a team no exactly and that's the thing too is where if joe burrow was healthy at the end of last year we make that jump we would the, like uh yeah we would have had a couple other wins in those that last second half yeah that's the pro- progression that experts say well you have to do this before we can give you a shot saying you're gonna be good we didn't make that jump because burrow got hurt Hey, but I always look at it as a blessing. Yeah, exactly. I just you read my mind. Exactly yeah. what I might say. A blessing in disguise. We get Jamar Chase, who's going to make us even better 
than what we could be, you know, without him. So mm-hmm. I, I would rather Joe not get hurt, but the outcome is getting us Jamar Chase. I'm happy with it. Yeah, and uh, Joe's fine. He's he's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really worried about his knee at all. So um, and, and you know, uh, people want to compare to Palmer and uh, talk about how Palmer came back timid. I remember that pretty vividly. Uh, he only like there was like sure timid listen his play, but that, I think that only affected him for a few games, and then he had his feet under him. He didn't have that bad of a season his first year back. <laughs> No, that drives me nuts when people say that. Like, oh, he was never the same after his no, that's his not knee injury, true. and that's uh, not true. He's a borderline he, Hall of Famer. He, he, he. I think it was the second year or first year, first or second year after he was back. Chad Johnson and TJ Husmanzada, all both of them had a hundred catches, so it wasn't it, it, it didn't affect him. What what affected Carson, I think, and everybody forgets about this. He got his shoulder injured in Cleveland. And he never got surgery. He just rehabbed it. Yeah, the, I, that was the Fitzpatrick here. Yes, ex- yes, you're exactly right. That's where I think his accuracy kind of went down a little bit after that. And so it wasn't the knee injury; it was the shoulder injury. I think a couple years later. Yeah, and that drives me nuts when people yeah. say, "Oh, it was never the same." I'm like, did you watch the games? Yes, he was. He was. He made the the uh, Pro Bowl. Uh, I think at least once. Yeah, after I, that I, I think if you really look at his career, he's probably. If he would have had like three or four playoff wins, like he he might be arguably a Hall of Famer. <laughs> we could we could uh, say that about a lot, a lot of a lot of former Bengals, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, same thing with like uh, Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson's got better stats than a lot of guys that are in there. Yeah. yeah if, Ch- if Chad could have had a, a, co- a, a if it would have worked out with him in New England and he could have won a Super Bowl, or if he just like went to an AFC Championship game one year with the Bengals or something, you know, like oh. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Okay. <laughs> All right. The natural says, do you think going to next season that the, that the guard the guard is still going to be a position that needs to be addressed? Well, that's kind of hard to answer right now, but yeah. I do and think we have uh, – yeah, Josh. Especially with Deontay Smith. Right. I, I, you, yep. You, that's exactly what I was about to say. With Deontay Smith, with him making the progressions that he's making, I mean, right now he's above Jackson Carmen. So if you got those two – I'm assuming Jack Scarman's going to make progressions and get better. So the other options, what I've said is I think Deontay Smith could be our future right tackle. I'm not saying next year we might be able to get another year out of out of a Riley Reef, but I think we got two very plausible uh, people that could to, that could be plug and play at, at guards for us in the next couple of years. Yeah, I agree with you. I think um, it won't be nearly as much of a need, but uh, probably something we will address with one or two picks. Um, at least offensive line, not necessarily. You, uh, dude, there, there's no reason uh, you shouldn't draft at least one offensive line lineman a year. You, you, I mean, it's such a big premium position, and when, and when you need nine, ten guys on right, on that. and Deontay Smith shows you you can find a, a, a solid guy in the fifth round. So you should always draft at least one. I think every year. So I don't, you know, just for depth and, and like Dan Horde said yesterday. Offensive linemen always get injured. It's a very tough position to play. So you need depth. You need multiple players. So, yes, I think they should always draft that. Uh, Facebook user here says, again, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe to Sports Strawberry Ice, and your name will pop up. Uh, do you think that Moss will make the team? I actually do. I think he is going to be our third tight end. I've said that since they signed him. Yeah, I think um, especially if it's like um, it comes down to it's maybe a toss-up between the next guy. Um He'll make it just because he has the rapport with Joe, and they're they're close. Um, 
if you've seen any of the off-season stuff, uh, they went to listen, all of them went to a Cincy FC game, and it was only maybe five guys, and you know Moss was amongst them. So you know that like when you have somebody that puts your franchise quarterbacks is even in a just like more comfortable space, um, that's kind of going to give you an edge on staying around. Right. Exactly. Uh, John Wick says uh, he. Uh, well, first says Irvin. Look good too, and then he said he also wants to see uh, what Puka Williams does on Friday. Yeah, dude, I don't think Puka Williams. I know he was a big name that lots of Bengals fans were talking about. I don't think he's making this team. He won't make it, but I hope we keep him on the practice squad. Right, then that, that's 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 a uh, a very viable option. Um, so we we'll have to see what he does um, on Friday if he gets in. Which I don't. Even, did he even get in uh, Saturday? I don't remember. Uh, not that I recall. I don't think. Yeah, so. I don't remember him him being in there. Yep. Yeah, Jake says the Reds are not making the playoffs. Um, fortunately, yes, I, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I've kind of said that in the last couple of weeks, uh, but anyway, okay. <laughs> We're not talking Reds, today, just talking <laughs> Bengals. <laughs> Reds are depressing and they irritate me right now. All right. Um, all right, Facebook user Moss, the inside track on tight end three spot, but must show up on special team tape during PS to secure. That completely, yeah. He's going to be on special teams. Uh, Moss, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I, I, he's obviously going to have to play a few special teams, maybe on field goal and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I, like I'm not like overly huge about him. Like I like wish for the best, and if he makes a team and he makes us better and is getting catches, then that's great. But um, I don't. He doesn't stick out to me as somebody that like is. We got to keep around. Well, all the reason I want to keep him around, and it's just the Joe Burrow connection. Him and Moss had a thing. It's just like him and Chase had a thing at LSU. And if there's any chance they can get any of that magic here, it's worth it. Because, but I mean, we have a very good number one starting tight end and CJ Ooh Zama. He. It's going to have a break a year, long as he stays healthy, because he was one of Joe Burrow's, you know, target big targets last year. The first what yeah. two three games that he played, so I, I think you know, Thaddeus might make the team, but he's got to get some playing time time from uh, CJ first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Uzuma might be primed for a breakout too. It's it, that's why I said like like I'm so curious uh, how these passing yards from Joe are going to get dispersed, like. Who's going to step up? Because I could see it. I could see a situation where Uzuma gets uh, six over sixty catches this year. You know what I mean? Because, uh, like I mentioned with Mixon earlier, the middle of the field is probably going to be wide open with um, having Chase on one side, Higgins on the other side, and uh, Boyd in the slot. Um, and then if you put out Alden Tate and do four wide, or um, you know another receiver. Like I said, they they kick Mixon out there too. I've seen him him right. out there too. Yeah, they're, between they're, Chase Higgins and Boyd, uh, one of them is going to get single coverage and probably two. That's the thing is, we spread them out. They're not going to be able to double team anybody <laughs> or, or everybody, I should say. No. So it, it's good. I mean, you're going to have a linebacker on one of these guys, and they're going to cook, cook them. So right. it's, just give Joe three point five seconds, and we're good. Yeah, and and so it's. And I'm not trying to – I don't try to overhype things. I, I do, I guess, sometimes. But I just – I really think we have a very good chance to be really good this year. And what I really loved about 
what I saw Saturday night was the run defense. If we could stop the run like that against the Buccaneers, now we did against their ones and their twos and their threes. If we if that translates to the regular season versus the clowns and the ratbirds, we're gonna be in good shape because that's how they beat us. I know people say uh, Zims came on here and you know said that uh, uh, Lamar Jackson's a uh, 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 P, whatever he uh, the A on PS4 or whatever for for Madden, which he's right. But if you guys remember the first game against the the Raptors last year, they kept Jamar in the pocket, and I think that was uh, Darius Smith. I think he was in charge of of, of the spy or whatever, keeping him in there all the time. Man. Yeah, and he got hurt, and he wasn't there for the second game. That's the whole key. If you keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket and make him throw the ball, he might beat us. But I'll take my chances on that. And I'll take my chances on Baker Mayfield. Easier said than done, keeping Lamar <laughs> back in the pocket. Yes, it is. It is very, very – it's very but, uh, easy to I say. I agree. So I, think that, I think the defense is like uh, – that's what they're more geared towards is uh, being a run-stopping defense. Even when you uh, look at the secondary and the guys they brought in, the secondary players, they're more like zone coverage, zone blitzing, um, uh, press guys, like guys that like to get physical in the secondary. Um which we haven't had for a few years. We've had a lot of guys out there in the secondary that like can't make a tackle to save their lives, um, and you just get bullied on the edge. Um, so yeah. I, I'm excited for that. You know, with Hilton and the Woozy, um, everybody's been. Uh, the reports have been with the Woozy, and even today, uh, he's been the best corner in camp. Yes, Chidwe, he has been a revelation. I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be an all pro or anything, but that was one of the things that I read a lot about is he has a chance to, to be a number one cornerback. He's got to stay healthy. Obviously he, it didn't really work out for him in Dallas, but he has looked really good against chase and Higgins and he's made plays of the ball. And, and you, you've seen my show enough times, John. you know, where I got upset last year where we back off five yards every time, you know, they try to throw the ball on us. I mean, that's what we did. In, I hate that. Yeah, and we, that's that's what they did in, in in the Indianapolis game last year. That's but, what I think, I feel like that's been a thing with the Bengals for a long time. I remember watching Pac-Man do it, and they'd sit back eight yards to go, and they'd sit ten yards back, and you're like, I, why? Right. But one thing I'll tell you from me watching it on the bridge, I haven't seen them do that in uh, training camp, and I didn't see them do that Saturday night either. So hopefully that translates – to this year yeah. let's get to you sent me uh i guess you posted this the schedule first five games or whatever yeah i posted that nation they um asked uh, what people's predictions were the the first five that are pictured there um got a lot of feedback probably over 100 comments um what's your first five there um my first five well on my prediction list i got us losing to the squealers mm-hmm. to be honest which i'll if I can find out, I'll bring that up here. Um, but I really do think we have a chance to be undefeated going into that Green Bay game. Um, I think the Vikings is going to be a challenge. That one, that's, that's a good one to start to go against a, yeah. a, a Zimmer defense. Now, the Bears, I'm not too worried about that one, to be honest, because is it, we get to play Andy Dalton. Yeah, we get to play Andy Dalton or, or, uh, 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 Chase, uh, all the kid from Ohio State, yeah, Fields, Justin Fields, Fields. Justin Fields. Thank you. I always want to say Chase Young, Justin Fields. So, I'm um, I think it's a winnable game. 
Now that's an away games. So every time away games are hard. And then I, I picked us losing against the Squealers because Mike Tomlin just doesn't freaking lose. <laughs> and it's hard to beat them in Pittsburgh. But I really do believe we have a chance to go undefeated. Jacksonville, I think we're going to win that. That's the Ring of Honor game. That's going to be the 81 uh, Super Bowl team is going to be back. That, that I hope game. That's a good game. I'm sorry? I hope that's a good game, the, the Jacksonville game. I hope because, you know, I like the hype behind the, the, the quarterbacks. They're like potentially the two future quarterbacks along, you know, obviously with Herbert and a few guys. But um, these are the past two number one overall picks. Exactly. And I see here uh, Facebook user says uh, these guys going four, four and one and losing to Green Bay. Another Facebook user says four and one. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to lean I lean around like three and two with uh, Pittsburgh and Green Bay being the losses, but I can see those games being one as well. Exactly. Now, Sports Kid here says if Jonah gets hurt, I'd trade him. Well, if Jonah gets hurt, you can't trade him because he's hurt. So Right. <laughs> and but, like, it's the, the, you would be hurting yourself more than anything because his value would be at his lowest. And it, well, it, and, the thing is, I always want to preface this because everybody's like, well, he didn't finish the season last year. Okay. If they were in a playoff run last year, he would have been Mixon would have played, Jonah would have been would have played, it would have been fine. So yeah. everybody's got to realize those injuries were yeah. not that bad. The season was over. There was no reason to try to put them back out there. So right. That's where I I I always want to get remind people that yes, Jonah didn't finish the whole year. But if it was a playoff season, he would have he would have finished. Well, he gets so. caught, too caught up. It's it's professional sports. Uh, you got to uh, separate yourself from this uh, idea that uh, playing for pride and stuff. Um, if it's a lost season, like these guys aren't going to go out there at risk for their injury for nothing. Well, and it's not even them. I mean, they might want to play. I don't. The Bengals yeah. probably. It's just like the Bengals won't don't want Joe Burrow to play right well, now. Well, yeah, but yeah, and sure, some of them as competitors probably want to play, but there's probably so many people in their corner that are giving them advice and you know what I mean? Like these guys are, um, it's the tipping point of like with your contracts, you know, if, Oh, um, if I tear up my knee again, like that's losing me $20 million on my career earnings. You know what I mean? So speaking of contracts that you brought it up, what's your uh, thoughts on Jesse Bates now that, uh, Jamal Adams signed his, uh, what $75 million contract. Uh, yeah, I think Adams was, uh, was like 70 million 70 million yeah i think yeah, 18, 80 million a year 70 million dollars i think, I think that's yeah. what it was. um i think you can offer uh baits um similar the same you know just about the same um it's a lot but um i think he's worth it and the the cap's gonna be going up next year so um it doesn't hurt you as much as you think um my opinion i think they should uh front load it with uh you know burrow still on a rookie deal um we're front loaded with Hendrickson. So in reality, if you front load him too, two years down the line, we can load up even more with a couple of free agents. Exactly. That, that's what they've done to, to most of their contracts here yeah. lately. They're all front loaded and that's exactly what you said. So you get that off the books and then you can do it again in a couple of years. And that's well, the thing. have those guys under contract. Right. Well, that, and that's the thing right now we have a lot of guys under contract. So I said, well, we're set. Yeah. And that's where I, the, the national media is like, oh, you know, you guys will be good next year. I was like, no, no, no. We're, we're going to be good this year. Now is yeah. the time for us for to take our shot at the playoffs and championships and stuff like that. Now is the time to make those strides because we have everybody locked in and, and under contract, except for Bates. But I really am confident it's going to happen. 
now's the time to do it, not later, you know, because I don't, we're not going to wait. You're just wasting another year of Joe Burrow getting closer to making that, you know, yeah. $100 million contract. I, yeah, I think, uh, you know, this year is a huge stride where we're contending for a playoffs and a playoff victory possibly, but um, it's it really is like next year that like, and especially with another nice off season like we've been having, um, next year could be like where we're just primed to, to try and make a Super Bowl. Um, that's what that would be. Uh, next year would be year three with Burrow. Um, from what everybody's described him as, by year three with Burrow, he's going to be a absolute veteran. Uh, uh, he's going he's to be the best quarterback in football. <laughs> yeah, especially, especially if he gets seventeen games under his belt this year, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe a playoff game or two. That'll be huge. I mean, I'll just tell you, just just watching him in practice for the last couple of weeks, from where he started at the beginning of training camp to where he is now. I mean. What day was that? Was today's Wednesday? So two, no Monday. He dropped two. No, it was, yeah, it was Monday. He dropped two absolute dimes to Jamar Chase and T Higgins in the back of the end zone where yeah. nobody else could catch it. And I saw him. The the things that he was trying to do at the beginning of training camp, where he's trying to fit him into these really tight windows, bullet passes. They weren't getting in there at the beginning of training camp. Yeah. He's getting him in there now. And I mean, it's like, you know, that much, but it's getting in there. And that's where the confidence is coming from Joe and, and, and his knee and everything else. And those are the, not every, every quarterback can make those plays. No. So it's I, good. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember, uh, I was thinking about this as I was watching his, his, um, week to week last year. And, um, after watching Andy Dalton for what, eight, nine years, um, the throws that um, Joe was making in those first ten games, um, they already I was seeing many throws that I, I saw that Andy Dalton could just couldn't make, right, uh, in plays that he just couldn't make. Um, and then another thing, just like you were saying with the practice and him getting better, that's another thing I noticed about his play from week to week is like he would struggle in some some small category and like not do well here, and then the next week you see him come back and directly improve at that thing. Um, and it, it's to me, it's just, um, it's that kind of mentality that's like, uh, turns out to be a really great player, um, where he just uh, attacks his weaknesses every, every week. Exactly. Well, I want to bring up a, a, a pass play that I wish I had a video of it. If I could ever find it, I'm going to, I'm going to play it on here, but it was a great just anticipation throw by Joe last year. And it was to Boyd where Boyd was in the middle of the field and he's going this way. Then, Burrow sees the opening. And he throws the ball over here. Boyd turns. Burrow already threw oh, yeah. the ball in the air, and he tur- turns and bam, the ball is right there. That is, and that's from a rookie. And that's uh, that's all like insane trust in your guy. Mm-hmm. He, he's going one direction, and, and you throw it up in the air, and no, he's going to see it and adjust and turn the other direction and go get it, go get that. And they it hit him right in the hands. I yeah. mean, it was right there. I mean, yeah, it, I it, it, it almost hit him in the face mask. Oh. <laughs> What was that? I, I remember that. Uh, I think that was against the Colts, maybe. Um, it might have been. I, I could see the play. I can't yeah. remember what team it was. And if I could ever find the video. Right. It was um, in the middle of the field, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right right in the middle of the field. Yeah. So, um, I just want to tell everybody again, um, if you're watching on Who Day Nation, we're doing this exclusively on Who Day Nation today on Facebook. Um, do me a favor, go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Or if you want don't want to do that uh, so we know who your names are go and give Streamyard access to your name so your names pop up so it doesn't just come up as facebook user and 
Uh, tonight, uh, I know some people in the chat said you're not talking Reds. No, I'm not talking Reds. But tonight, I will be recording an episode uh, with the guys that do the Red Red Leg Report. Uh, they're on Twitter. Uh, they do a Red Leg Report every Saturday. I think they're from Bowling Green, Kentucky. I cannot remember exactly. Um, but I re- we will be recording an episode, or not the whole episode, just a segment for tonight. And I'll be airing it tomorrow. So we would do a little bit of Reds conversation tomorrow and also saturday night if you guys are looking for a good time and you want to watch some old guys drink some beer and uh do a fantasy draft you can join us <laughs> at uh kitties for the orange arrows uh fantasy draft party which josh i i'm i'm planning on dominating this i'm just letting you know and i talk a lot of smack about it but <laughs> i'm gonna suck <laughs> i've only i've only done fantasy one time and i wasn't very good at it but it- Full of Bengals fans. Good luck getting any good Bengals that you like. Yeah, I know that's that Burrow's gonna be like the number one pick overall, mixing. Right. But I'm picking fifth, so I got I got a I got a good spot there. So if you guys are Josh, you should you should just drive up from Florida and come hang out and drink some beer. Oh yeah, uh, hop right in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but that's gonna be a lot of fun Saturday night. Um, and Arrow will be actually be on the show Friday talking about it. So it'd be good good time. So anything else you got, Josh? Any any uh points you want to bring up here about the big uh, no um you know thanks for having me on uh make sure everybody else um comes over and uh joins who day nation i think we're over twenty one thousand now uh that's why we wanted to have you on in the group today and uh, obviously you're an admin with us but uh you know give you a little wider audience for people to see the show exactly now um you gave away the uh 513 who day nation jersey right yeah, um, so uh, we did that giveaway for celebrating 20,000 members. Uh, black home jersey of the new uniforms, 513, Hootay Nation has the name on the back. Uh, the winner was Kim Hamberry. Um, the jersey's ordered. I'm just waiting to get it through shipping for after a few weeks, and then I'm going to ship it out to her. Um, and then she's going to wear it at some games, take some pictures. There you go. Sounds good. Pictures with her. Yeah. Hey, hey, come come find me. I'll be down in section yeah. 158 or I'll be uh well I don't know, dude. I, I'm gonna be in Bengal Jim's tailgate, but I got so many people want me to come to to their tail tailgate. So <laughs> I, I might be here. You'll you'll definitely be able to find me in section 158 in my seat. I will be there. See but, you. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, you know where to find me. Yeah, exactly. Well, because actually I got to tell you this. I've been working on a a strawberry ice hat. You know, Bengal Jim's got his own hat, and you got yeah, Hude Baby, he's got a hat, and all these guys got different hats and I'm not really big into painting my face or anything like that, but I figure I want to do something for uh, for game day. So probably next week uh, for getting ready to go to the first preseason game, I'll be revealing my uh, strawberry ice hat that I'll be wearing game day. So nice. uh, I hope it doesn't look too stupid, <laughs> but we'll see. So I'll have that on the show probably Friday. I'll probably make that, that reveal. To, so if I'm wearing – well, you, you see my face, you know what I look like. And if – just look for the hat and you can find me. But Josh, I appreciate you coming on the show. And who day, brother? Who day, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. And this is not, nothing against any of the other Bengals Facebook groups or anything. But uh, Josh just wanted to celebrate 20,000 members because uh, I got I got a lot of other Facebook groups that let me live stream. And I appreciate every single one of you guys. I'm not trying to single anybody out. But, you know, when people help you out, I try to help them out. And just speaking to help people out, uh, if you want to get the uh, Jackpot Joey Burrow stuff, uh, again, the portions of that go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. They have a website now. It is at jackpotjoey9.com. 
So he's got, like I said, he's got hats. He's got flags. I mean, you can see on the Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow mobile there, he's got a flag on the back. And then here they got the towels and everything. So it's a lot of cool merch. And again, it, it goes towards the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. So I wanted to get that out there. And uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, let's get to a couple uh, comments here. Jeffrey, everyone may not remember, but Carmen had to sit his first year at Clemson because he was not very good, but he learned. That's a very good point, Jeffrey. I actually forgot about that. So, and that's what I keep trying to tell everybody because I'm like, and I know James Rapine and Jake Lisko have said this on Locked On Bengals, and I agree with them to to an extent. If you're a second round pick and they pick you to take on this position and you're going against the twos, you should look better. I agree with that. But sometimes people develop different. It's just the way it is. And he's learning a new position. So everybody just needs to give Jackson Carmen some time. Be happy that Deontay Smith, who was a fifth-round pick, is really excelling. So we have a chance of moving forward. Maybe those two are our future guards moving forward, and we try to get a, a tackle later on. I don't know. But when you have a fifth-round pick who's excelling and you're and I'm – fairly confident that Jackson Carmen is going to excel enough to be our other guard. That's a good sign. That's what we want. So let's give Jackson Carmen a little bit of a break. And, you know, I think we're, we're going to be good. Uh, let's see here. Now you say Stuart, he had a serious injury that eh, not exactly true. It wasn't. Yes, it was back surgery. It was not serious. I don't know what you consider serious. I mean, serious is like you're getting vertebrae fused and cut out and stuff like that. He did have some stuff. I don't think it was that serious. So, but I do agree with you. He did have back issues, um, but it has not been a problem since then. So, uh, okay, Stuart, what's up? Uh, do you think Chris Evans will have a better game this Friday? Better than what he did last week? That would be awesome because I thought Chris Evans played really well. Um Saturday night. So if he has an even better game, that I'm all sign me up for that because I, I can see when I saw 25 running around there, I thought it was Geo again. There's a couple of times I'm like, go Geo. Oh, no way. That's that's Captain America. Never mind. That's Chris Evans. So I hope he has an even better game uh this year. And then we got Stuart some more. How about the Joe Burrow interviews today? He looks solid and super hard. Yeah, I mean, if you missed the beginning of the show, I played some clips uh, from Joe Burrow of his press conference, a clip from Zach, too. So, Stuart, if you missed any of that, go back uh, on, and uh, rewind the show, and you can watch it or you can listen to it on the podcast. And I appreciate all of you guys taking the time to listen, watch, comment. And that brings me to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And like I said, I'm still doing something uh, on Hootay Nation today, but I'm sure it got shared to – all the other Bengals groups and all, all Bengals groups are great. I, I think everybody should just get along. We're all Bengals fans. We're all on multiple different groups, you know, so I, I don't want to hear this. Well, this group's better than this group, that group group's better than that group. We're all Bengals fans. So everybody should just enjoy being part of each group and enjoy the group for what it is. But the groups that let me live stream and I appreciate every single one of them are Hootay Nation. Bengals Nation, Bengals Hootay Nation, Cincinnati Bengals the Jungle, and then you had the Reds group. 
Cincinnati Reds, riding third, heading for home. Bearcat country, the Ohio State Bucknuts. And then you got the ice bar. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. The Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopol. That's T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. TikTok is at Iceman90. And like I said, if you guys enjoy, I know maybe some of you guys are, are my age and you're like, why are you on TikTok? I'm not out there dancing. <laughs> you know, I'm doing, like I did a Jamar Chase clip of where, you know, he got the, the, the screen or the pass out to the side and Jonah Williams kicked out there and just leveled the Buccaneer in front of him. I said, you know, AFC North, you should be scared. And somebody commented on there, well, they're still not going to the playoffs. And I just combat, commented back 11 and 6. Yeah, we're going to the playoffs, dude. I really do think we're going to go to the playoffs this year. So it's fun stuff like that on TikTok that I would greatly appreciate if you guys would go follow me on there. Follow me on Twitter. I'm so I'm getting so close to 1,000 on Twitter. I'm like, uh, I'm over I'm over 100 away from it. It's 800, I'm at 887 or something like that. So please follow me on all, all my social media platforms. And I'll be pulling a sound off later on tonight. So if you missed any of the show, uh, any of the interviews I played with Zach Taylor or Joe Burrow or uh, Josh coming on the show, and you don't want to sit there for an hour and listen to it, just go to the podcast and listen to it there. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, I think. Uh, there's always new ones popping up that I found out that it's on there. Uh, so basically, wherever you get your podcast, I am there. YouTubers, my originals. Like I said, if it wasn't for you guys, you know, two and a half years ago, I started doing these videos and you guys started liking what I was doing. And I would roll it into this. And I've gotten to interview Dan Horde. I've gotten to interview Dave Lapham and Chris Welch and Sim Hude and John Sheeran and Anthony Cazenza and all these guys. It's been so much fun doing this. And I owe it to all you to you guys for first watching me and, and watching me now. I appreciate it. I am up to 1,000. 308 sub subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate, as always, every single one of you guys from the bottom of my heart. Other than that, as my boy Jeremy Dimebag D's Nuts would say, remember one thing and one thing only. And that is, you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? Oh, what in the world am I going to watch tonight? There's no Reds. They played earlier today and lost. No Bengals. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch my own show again. We'll see. See you guys tomorrow. And that's just sports, baby. See ya! You're about to enter the world of strawberry ice and the ice cave. Let's go! You know, league, the league rule was you're not really supposed really to take him out of that conversation. In that Man, he started from absolute scratch. I would draft Aziz Ojolari or any. any uh, nobody's doing seven step drops in playing, right you know, playing tackle for him. So right. It's almost 22 years old. Devonta Smith, same thing. You, you, you just can't. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. Thought that 2010 that he should be in the Hall of Fame, and they put him in after he is gone. Well, that's to fill the stadium. I, I, I remember you guys saying that. It's crazy. So. I, I see that he's taken uh, the non But overall, that, that line wasn't better. No. Um, I, you, know, they still... you know, he's talking to the refs and, and saying, hey, I'm not going to get those calls. He's, he's coming. He, he, he's oh, yeah. coming. He'd be in section 158 with me. So we're... These guys have learned basically since they've been in the major leagues. Yeah.